from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Kennedy Classics. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. As we are now at the end of the year, we really need your help. Some generous friends of this ministry have established a $375,000 Proclaim the Gospel Matching Challenge Fund. And there are only hours left for you to match that challenge before midnight on December 31st. So please contact us right away to match them with a generous tax-deductible donation, which will essentially double your impact at this crucial time. As our thanks, we will send you the new book, A New Birth of Freedom by Dr. Jerry Newcomb, which lays out the challenges facing America and the hope of national renewal. This brand new book is available exclusively through this ministry, but we need to hear from you before midnight on December 31st. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or you can call toll-free 888 888- 332-3069, or you can go online to djkm.org. With the new year just days away, it's a great time to reflect on the previous year and all that we experienced and accomplished in it. But it's also a great time to look forward to a prosperous and bountiful new year that awaits us. Many of us celebrate the new year by staying up until midnight watching the ball drop to ring in the new year with our loved ones. We resolve to make changes in the new year that will make it better than the last. Some resolve to have a better diet and exercise more often. Others commit to learning more and educating themselves. But commitments or other resolutions, while beneficial, aren't the best way to guarantee the best new year possible. If we're resolving to make a change in our life that will truly better us, we should start with our resolve to serve Christ wholeheartedly. Here is Dr. D. James Kennedy with his message, A New You for a New Year. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, as well as Revelation chapter 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we shall begin reading with the 17th verse. May we hear the word of God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, 
reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And Jesus Christ said, I am he that maketh all things new. And may God speak to us today through his holy word, and may his name evermore be praised. Amen. Are you a Christian? What is a Christian? If we don't know the answer to the second question, we can hardly know the answer to the first. Well, several definitions could be given. Paul gives us one in the text that we read today. This is a Christian. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that is, a Christian, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's a Christian. I'll ask again. Are you a Christian? Have you become a new creature in Jesus Christ? Now, there are those that would say that human nature can't be changed. No man can change himself. And they might indeed quote even the Old Testament where Jeremiah says, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then ye may be able to do good that are accustomed to doing evil. When is it that a person is going to stop doing evil and begin to do good? It's when the Ethiopian can change his skin and the leopard can change his spots, which is never. But I hope that you'll notice that there is a far cry from that to my text this morning, where Christ said, Behold, I make all things new. Jeremiah says that we can't make ourselves new, but Christ says that he can. That's not a contradiction. And though we may have tried to take hold of our bootstraps over and over again and lift ourselves up to a new plane of life and fallen flat on our faces repeatedly, Christ can make us new. In fact, he is in the business of making us new. New lives for old. That's what Christ offers to the world. Are you one of those new creations? Have you been changed? Have you become a new creature in Jesus Christ? Have you put your trust in this one who suffered and died for you upon a cross? Have you acknowledged your own sin and guilt and unworthiness, realizing there's nothing about you that could commend you to an all-holy God who is of purer eyes even than to look upon your iniquity, that you are a stench in his nostrils? And cast yourself upon his mercy and ask him to cleanse you and wash you and make you whiter than snow and change your heart. 
Have you become a new creature in Christ? Has that amazing grace of God changed your life? You remember how it changed John Newton's life, who wrote the words of that great hymn, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Have you ever seen yourself to be a wretch? I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. How many lives have been changed like that? I think of John Hart, who was angry with God, and he turned to the bottle because his mother had died. God had taken his mother away, and he was very angry. Then he turned to the occult and Ouija boards and trying to reach his mother in these ways. And then, interestingly, again, through Christian television and partly again through our program, he heard the gospel and he accepted Jesus Christ. You may recognize that name. Johnny Hart is the author of the comic strip B.C. and The Wizard of Id, and those two cartoon strips make him the most widely syndicated cartoonist in the world. And have you noticed how many times he brings the Christian message into those cartoons? I rejoice every time I see it. He never lets a Christmas or Easter go by and many other times without doing so because he's been changed. He never did that before. But he became a new person in Jesus Christ. Or I think of another man who was far away by the name of Cy Rogers. He was a homosexual. He was so immersed in the homosexual lifestyle that for a year and a half he lived as and dressed as a woman. He got a job in a clerical office in Washington, D.C., and his employers and all of his colleagues believed that he was a woman. And he was considered attractive uh, and popular in gay circles. Meanwhile, he was undergoing counseling for a sex change operation at Johns Hopkins Hospital when the institution announced that they were ceasing to perform that procedure. And through a series of events, Cy Rogers heard the gospel of Christ about one who could make him new and he accepted Jesus Christ for his own Savior and Lord, and he took off his dress and became a man and abandoned the homosexual transvestite lifestyle, got involved with Exodus International, formed an outreach ministry in the country of Singapore, where today he is ministering to the numerous transsexuals and homosexuals in that land. He has become a new creature in Christ. Have you? <clears throat> if you have, my second question to you is this. Are you serving him? If we become a new creature in Christ, we will inevitably serve him. You know, I own a goodly number of books that I don't possess because I loaned them to some people who apparently forgot to give them back. Now, I bought them, I own them, but they're not available for service to me. 
And I've thought that's the way a lot of church people are. Christ bought them. Ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price. The precious blood of Christ. Ye belong to him. But you've taken yourself out of circulation. You're not available to him, though he owns you. Though he owns you, he doesn't possess you, and you provide no service for him. You know, I'm ever amazed at two things in my experience in the ministry. One, I'm amazed at the numbers of people in this church who serve Christ indefatigably, who volunteered for every kind of thing, who were involved in one ministry after another, and it seems I hardly ever come here that I don't see them doing something. I wonder how they ever manage to take time to eat. I'm sometimes concerned about them. I'm amazed at this. And the second thing I'm amazed about is another group of people that never seem to darken the door except on Sunday morning who, as far as I can see, never provide any service for Christ, never serve his church. Though they vowed to serve Christ in his church to the best of their ability, they don't do it. Not one day of service to give him. They claim to be Christians as much as these others. And yet they're unavailable for Christ's use. They're much too busy with whatever it is that they do. I don't know what it is. But I do know this. There's something worse than being a failure in life, though I don't necessarily recommend that. And that is being a success. It's something that really doesn't matter at all in the long run. How many people there are in this world, in this country, that spend their whole lives grubbing out some kind of something that isn't going to make that much difference eternity and eternity. What did you do for Christ this year? The last day of the year is a good time to examine. Not one soul with which to greet him, not one day of service to bring him, Are you serving the Lord with all of your heart and mind and strength and soul as the Bible commands us to? If you're going to be of use to him and serve him with your soul, you need to be faithfully and daily in his word and in his prayer that your soul may be cleansed, washed by the blood of Christ, filled with his Holy Spirit, that you may be empowered to serve him. Do you spend time in his word and prayer each day? That is absolutely basic and foundational and essential for the existence of For our existence in this world as a Christian. Do you do that? I can tell you this, if you don't do that, you're not worth anything to Christ. You're like a soldier that goes out to battle with no bullets in your gun. Because what we've got is the Word of God, and if we're not hiding it in our heart and using it to change our minds and souls, we'll never be of use to Him. Are you loving God with your mind, your whole mind? The Bible tells us over and over again that we're not to be conformed to this world, but that we're to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And over and over again, it talks about by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. This world is constantly, through its television and motion pictures and magazines and newspapers, conforming your mind to this world. 
Are you renewing that mind? May I ask you this? How many of you read a Christian book this year? Certainly you must have read something. But I wonder how many of you did. We have a wonderful library right over there of marvelous Christian books. I wonder how many of you are strengthening your mind that you might be of use to Christ, that you're using the scriptures and Christian theology and biblical teaching to become a more useful Christian. I wonder how many of you are serving God with your body. We can't serve him with all of our strength if we don't have any. And many people are abusing their bodies in so many ways today. I heard not long ago a statistic about how the fact that Americans are continually becoming more obese, especially young people, and it's increasing each year. We're getting fatter and fatter. Now, a lot of Christian people say, well, I don't drink, so we just gluttonize instead. (laughs) You remember the early church father, Origen, I told you about him. He was a speculative type of theologian, and he did a lot of speculating, and he speculated about our bodies in heaven that they would be perfect. Now, he believed that the most perfect geometrical form was a sphere, so he concluded that in heaven we would be perfect, we would therefore be spheroid. I thought that was very interesting. We'll just roll around heaven all the time. (laughs) And I also thought that some of you are approaching perfection right here on earth. (laughs) The resident physician on Good Morning America said, that the single most important thing that Americans could do to improve their health in the coming year was, be interesting to ask you to write down your answer to that, the single most important thing that Americans could do to improve their health, what is it? Stop smoking surprise you? 350,000 people will die this year because of smoking. From lung cancer and stomach cancer and throat cancer and tongue cancer and brain cancer and colon cancer and all kinds of other things and heart disease and all kinds of other diseases. It is the single largest preventable cause of death in America. I wonder if you are destroying your body. The scripture says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? And those that defile that temple, God says, I will destroy. And he is fulfilling that promise every day and destroying hundreds of thousands of Americans every year that are defiling that temple. Are you one of them? It's interesting also that the Surgeon General has pointed out now that passive smoke, that's the part you don't take in, that other people breathe in, is more 
damaging and more dangerous and more deadly than the part that the smoker smokes. And over 15,000 people died last year because of it. So if you are a smoker, you, may, you are not only committing suicide, but you may be a murderer as well. The reason more people don't quit, and thank God 30 million plus have, and it's down to about 23 or 4 percent and dropping 2 percent per year, but the reason others don't is because, very simply, they're addicted. Are you hooked? The Apostle Paul said, I will not be brought into bondage to anything. Are you an addict? The single most important thing you could do to improve your health would be to quit. This passage that we read in Corinthians ends up with Paul saying, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Cleansed souls, purified hearts, renewed wills, strength given over to the Master's use. To be ambassadors for Christ, as though God did through us beseech you, be ye reconciled unto God. How many people did you bring to Christ this year? Are you engaged in those things which are going to matter eternally? Dear ones, I hope that you'll determine that your life is going to count for something and that you're not going to waste it on things that are going to be totally gone and have no eternal significance. Give yourself to the Master for the Master's use and you will find a new meaning and new significance and new joy in your life like you have never known before. It can be a new year and a new you. May we pray. Father, I pray for any here that have never known that transforming power of thy grace, that have never become new creatures in Christ, I pray that they may look to Thee right now and say, Lord Jesus Christ, Thou who maketh all things new, make me new. Transform my life. I am sick and tired of the old me. I want to become a new person in You. I want to be a Christian in my heart. I invite You to come in and cleanse me and transform me and make me all over again. I yield myself to Thee. And if you are a Christian, dear one, but you've not been serving Christ, you've been frittering away your life on things that have no eternal significance, I pray that you will pray, Lord Jesus Christ, I want to serve you this year as never before. I give myself to thee. You have bought me with your own precious blood. You do own me. And now, O Christ, possess me and use me for your glory. I yield myself to thee. In thy name, amen. I hope you prayed to yield yourself to Christ, whether for the very first time as a new believer or as someone who has known Christ but now realize that you have not been giving him first place in your life. What a wonderful way to begin the new year. 
with Jesus Christ at the helm, leading and guiding and directing your life. If you just prayed with Dr. Kennedy to receive the free gift of eternal life, we'd like to send you Beginning Again. As you read it and put prayer and Bible study into practice, you will begin to grow in your faith. And that should be the goal of every believer as we begin this new year, to grow in our faith, to gain new understanding of what it means to truly follow Jesus Christ and to give Him first place in our life. To receive your copy of Beginning Again, write to our address or call our toll-free number. God bless you and have a happy new year. Well, are you ready to serve Christ in this new year? Are you ready and willing to wholeheartedly put Christ and His kingdom at the helm of your life? We are living in a world of bondage and sin, and Christians must be resolved to do the work of Christ and to spread His truth to the ends of the earth, since Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We here at D. James Kennedy Ministries are standing for truth and defending your freedom. And we will continue to commit to this mission in the new year ahead. But we really need you to stand with us to finish this year in the black and ready to move forward into the new year. Some generous friends of this ministry have established a $375,000 Proclaim the Gospel Matching Challenge Fund. And there are only hours left for you to match that challenge before midnight on December 31st. So please, contact us right away to match them with a generous donation, which will essentially double your impact at this crucial time. As our thanks, we will send you the brand new book, A New Birth of Freedom by Dr. Jerry Newcomb. In this book, Jerry deals with the current culture war in America and underscores our great need for a national transformation. To donate, simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069, or go online to djkm.org. This has been an extraordinarily busy and fruitful year for D. James Kennedy Ministries, and we want next year to be even more so. We made the biggest expansion in our broadcast ministry in recent years, trained our first class of leaders through the new D. James Kennedy Center for Christian Leadership in Washington, D.C. We made your voice heard to get Brett Kavanaugh confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court despite an unprecedented smear campaign from the left. And we have even bigger plans for 2019, including launching the new D. James Kennedy School of the Bible. But we need to hear from you by midnight on December 31st to match the $375,000 Proclaim the Gospel Matching Challenge Fund. As our thanks, For your generous donation, we will send you the just-printed book, A New Birth of Freedom, by our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 888-332-3069, or you can go online to djkm.org. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.